0: And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, go to purepleasureshop.com.
2: You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective,
0: visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast, your favorite podcast all about deox and pussies and sex and April's Nipples, uh, and we are so excited to be here with you. Oh, wow, there's two service dogs here. Uh, to anyone listening, so it's, if you actually looked at me right now, it's really awkward. I have basically, it um, looks like I'm double fisting two massive, massive schlongs. One chick, two mics? Yeah, one chick, two mics. Uh, <laughs> and I'm doing that because we are at the Vibe Expo, and I'm going to hand the other secondary mic over to April. Uh, Because we have some lovely, lovely humans in the audience right now who uh, are here to listen to us record a live podcast where we will do some Q&A and uh, we are inviting folks to come up here and ask their sex or relationship questions here on air. Uh, April, how are you doing and are you really excited to be at the Vibe Expo? What is your experience and how are your panties?
1: How many questions was that? I'm gonna get lost with the second one. Uh, Vibe Expo has been incredible. I don't wear underwear. There was a question right in there. I already knew that. Okay, yeah. and uh, I just it's been such a, an honor to be here. I was approached before we came into the room where we're recording the live podcast by two mega fans who said that the podcast has changed their relationship in their lives, and I almost started crying. I was like, I can't start crying before this because it just feels so good. So. You know, the social media channels, they censor sex. Sex. But Vibe Expo is making sex, it's bringing it back. And I love that. We need to bring it back. It needs to be everywhere you want to be, like Visa.
0: Like Visa. Yeah, like Visa or MasterCard, everywhere you want to be. Uh, So, anyone that's looking at us right now, you can see that I'm looking down on the floor at a little tiny box that is recording our audio. Uh, Seamus X started in 2017, and we recorded podcasts in our living rooms, in our bedrooms, in our hotel rooms, in our cars. Cars. Our cars, yes, yeah. We've recorded podcasts all over the place. Uh, And so we got to this show, and we're like, how are we going to be recording a live podcast and make it so you all can actually hear us Uh, and then have something that is uh, quality enough to put on the air? So hopefully this is quality enough to put on the air. Uh, But we are very much uh, self-made. It is April 9th, and then we have our lovely Paige out there in the audience, who is our executive assistant. We love you, Paige. You're the best. Uh, And Shameless Sex started as a passion project. It was not meant to be... Uh, or, or maybe not meant to be, but we had no idea it would become what it became. It was uh, us guessing on sex with Emily. We love her. We went out to lunch with her yesterday. We love you, Emily and uh, deciding that we would start our own podcast and then it just took off so uh, we're going to open up to sex questions and if you have questions also just about because I know there's some folks here in the business world right like how to start a podcast or become a sex educator or whatever your questions are Uh, we also are pretty open books like if you want to ask us about like I don't know, the last orgasm we had, that's cool too. But um, for the most part, yeah, we're here to uh, answer anything that pertains to what you would like to know for you. Um, And just know that when we put these episodes on the air... Uh, your raw sharing, as well as ours, helps inspire other people to share, or open up, or ask questions. Uh, and there's there's something about the realness uh, of people that um, yeah really helps other people to to do the same for themselves. So, um, but no pressure, right? Y'all do you. You take care of yourselves. So okay. So does anyone have any questions? Oh, my God. Of course, Susan oh, Bratton Susan does. Bratton in the house. She's got to open it up.
1: I'm oh, going to hold my. this mic next just, to your face. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to get you started. Oh, I can double fist mics. Don't worry. I just wanted to get you started because I was afraid that people would be too shy. So um, the thing that I'd be most interested in knowing, you've done how many episodes now?
0: Uh, At least over 350. Oh, we did 363 the other day. Yes.
1: So, 363 episodes. If I wanted to be the world's best lover, what are the most advanced skills or things that I could do that would make me that person?
0: Good question. Susan, oh, Susan Bratton opening it up. Susan with that right Layup. To it. So Susan's been on our show maybe I want to say four times, so it might be five or six now. Uh, multiple episodes. And this is not just, we did not talk to Susan about this before everyone. So this is not previously
1: negotiated. Um, Can but I she, start though by oh, saying yeah, go ahead. listen to the episodes with Susan Bratton? Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you if you meant for that to happen, but it's absolutely true because you have been uh, teaching millions of people about how to be their best selves in the bedroom and outside of the bedroom. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would sure. say that to start. It's
0: just that's Yeah, that's it. Just kidding. No, we have other things to say. Um, I'll go with my one thing that I think was really, really important for me um, and a lot of people that I have worked with or um, yeah, I think is just beneficial for everyone is presence. If you want to be a fantastic fucking lover, whether it's fucking or maybe you're not fucking, uh, is to actually show up for it. And and it's not always easy to do, right? If you have a lot of trauma or you're in an uh, experience with someone where you don't feel really relaxed or safe, it's very natural for your brain to pull you out of the experience to go other places. Like, when am I going to have breakfast for tomorrow? What do I look like? What do I smell like? Are they into me? Do they love me? Do they like me? Oh my God, am I too much? Am I not enough? I don't know. Uh, and that... So there's nothing wrong with that process. It's just... Uh, learning the skill of witnessing when that's happening and it's pulling you out of being present for the touch that you are receiving as well as the touch that you're giving, right? Like my best lovers are people that are very present for both of those pieces. What my experience is as they're touching me as well as what is happening in their body when I'm touching them. Uh, And so if that is foreign to you or new to you, I would suggest, and I just maybe took what April would have said. Sorry, April. Uh, You can go with the other one that you know I would have said. Right? Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, take up a meditation practice. Uh, it doesn't have to be an erotic meditation, but learning how to differentiate between, am I, when, I, when am I here in my body? Which is like, okay, fingers on my nipples, fingers on my nipples. Oh, that feels nice. I feel tingling. Or, oh, actually, I don't like that. Let me say something because that doesn't feel very good. Also a really big skill, right? To be able to say no, or I don't like that, or a little less of this, oops, a little more of that. Um, And so, so so having the skill of being able to see when your brain starts to leave, and, and like so fingers on my nipples, but instead I'm having those other thoughts. Do they like me? Am I, you know, my insecurities, uh, What all the homework I have to do, or the business meetings. Getting out of
1: your head and into your body. Exactly, exactly. Sounds easy, right? It's, it's not. Not so easy. At all. Which is where the meditation can come in. I will also say having a self-pleasure practice. Does anybody do that? Like we're talking about masturbation here. Good, good. I, I didn't understand how important knowing my own body, how important it actually was, even in my 30s. Can you believe that? Now I'm 41, and I'm like, wow, oh, yeah. I did discover this a few years ago, thankfully. Uh, but you are in charge of your own pleasure, right? You, you, right. You, you sometimes think your, your partners know, um, or new partners, are, or there's a, like a, a long-term relationship partner, that they know every facet of your body, but we're always changing. That's why it's important to explore yourself on your own, when you have the time to drop into what you're experiencing and with sex toys, if you want to, with your hands and really understand the sensations that are uh, are being brought up in your, in your mind, but then drop into those sensations and how it feels. And I think that can really help you in your next sexual experience, whether it's with a partner or partners, uh, tell them. there's ways to communicate how you want. You can't just be like, no. Or uh, you can obviously advocate for yourself all the time, but it's important to know what you like and what you don't like. This question is so complex, Susan Bratton, because there's so many other
0: things I could say about this. Uh, and I think one also that I'll just add without going too deep into is communication skills, revamping your communication skills. If you feel like you don't have them, uh, it's easier said than done. But communication, as Emily Morse would say, is lubrication, meaning it is vital for really hot, connected sex. And maybe connected is not your word, but great sex. Uh, and then... What about our book? Well, yeah, yeah. in our book, if you read our book you, and you listen to our podcast, you know that we constantly say go slower than slow and slower than that. We say that because not, not that all sex should always be slow because if that was the case, I'd be bored as fuck In April would go crazy because uh, we are fast-moving people. But uh, I think for the initial touch for most people, unless you're like, oh, no, fuck me hard now, then like, yeah, fuck me hard now, please, thank you. Uh, but I think for a lot of people, uh, it takes time for the bodies to warm up, to acclimate to each other, even if you've known that person for 10 years. Uh, And so slower than slow and slower than that, the slower than that part is a lot of people think they know what going slow is, but it still is a little bit on the fast side, like that's what they're kind of accustomed to. So if you've never done this, try touching slower than you've ever tried touching yourself or someone else, yourself is actually an even better place to start, and see what happens. And what usually happens is there's a lot more sensation uh, and pleasure and room for uh, feeling yourself and feeling
1: your partners. I'm feeling you, Amy. That was a great answer. And Thank you, And I think Thank we you. should move on to another question. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Please, oh, wait. Will you oh, Paige. Oh, Paige. Here will comes Paige. So here, Paige is going to hand you a mic. <laughs> and this mic. Okay, here, Paige.
0: All right. Here. We love our Pages. Thank you, Paige. <laughs> um, you were just talking about the self-pleasuring practice, and you had a guest on your show that was talking about energy orgasms, and she led you know the audience through one. And uh, I just wanted to ask you, uh, I, f- I have a feeling that maybe prostate orgasms and energy organs are cousins, at least, because they're not necessarily associated with ejaculation. You can have multiple ones. And I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. My guess is you're talking about Barbara Carellis, who wrote Urban Tantra. Yeah, okay. Yes, and she's amazing. I wish she was here. She's she's just, if no one knows of Barbara Corellis, look her up. And the book Urban Tantra is my all-time favorite Tantra book because... Um, It doesn't say the man and the woman. It's open to all genders, all orientations. Even brings kink into it. Sex magic. Someone's doing blowjob faces back there. Hey, we know her very well. (laughs) I love. She's like, why do you have
1: two (laughs) microphones? What's happening right
0: now? (laughs) That was an energetic kind of blowjob face though over there. Uh, So yeah, my guess is that's who you're talking about. So energy orgasms. My understanding uh, is often not involving actually touching your genitals. Uh, it's or it's involving your brain and your uh, and or your breath or you know the combination of, of the two uh, and your imagination as is a huge part of it that is leading you or guiding you into orgasm so hey wait, uh, everyone raise your hand if you've ever had an orgasm in your sleep sleep oh
1: we've got about like half I'd the say, room i'd say 75% oh, yeah
0: yeah sleep gasms are the perfect example of an energy orgasm your brain guiding you into orgasm without you even touching yourself, right? Or like choosing to do this. Unless you've had those lucid dreams, which, which I have had a lucid sleep, uh, sleepgasm where I, I was in a room full of dildos and I knew that I was dreaming and I could just fuck all the dildos and have all the orgasms. Right, yeah. I did that and it was awesome. I can't replicate it perfectly. I can't do it tonight if I wanted to. I have
1: just woke up super horny where I was like, whoa. What happened? That was amazing. But this is the thing. Your brain, since it's your largest sex organ, can help you Breathers. I've never been able to just breathe myself into orgasm without actually touching my my body or my genitals, but there are people that can. I've I've seen a video, and I do believe it's true, of a woman having an orgasm during childbirth, which usually looks like it's Mm -hmm. painful. And, no, she was definitely breathing herself into an orgasmic state, Mm -hmm. which was very impressive. Yeah, orgasmic birth. It was the 70s, which...
0: Yeah. Oh no, that's it's yeah, it's still a thing. I never had babies, so I can't really comment on that one. And what I'll say about the prostate piece too. So I'm I identify as a highly energetic person when it comes to sex, meaning energy and and, and when I let me break that down a little more to like connection. I need to feel safe, respected, um, somehow met. And I can do that in casual sex. Like I don't have to see you tomorrow. That's totally cool. But in the beginning part of us connecting, I need to feel like. I'm a whole person, and you see all of that, and uh, and also uh, there's other aspects of energy that are important to me. I'm mostly a subby person, like a submissive person when it comes to sex. So I like strong, dominant energy. Um, doesn't always have to be that way, but that's a part of energy too. So that those two things for me, or or that that all those pieces don't necessarily lead to orgasm. But that's part of the energetic part, and so when I think of prostate orgasms, I'm thinking more so you're stimulating the prostate through a toy, through touch of some sort, a cock, a dildo. Yeah, although you can do anal fingers, kegels, fingers, yeah. fingers
1: without nails like these, mm-hmm. okay?
0: Yeah, and anal kegels. Yeah, watch out for those hurt. talents. That would hurt. Ouch! Yeah, no, no, no bueno. Um, and so, but I think that the deeper you go into the body, the more the energy is important, right? Like if I'm gonna have a cervical orgasm. Susan Brown, again, will probably a comment on this. The safety, relaxation, connection, et cetera, is so much more important at that point than it would be just for me to have a clit orgasm because you're deep inside of me or I'm deep inside of me or however we're doing it. So energy becomes a larger component. Um, and so I, I just think of prostate orgasms as something that is more energetic, um, but an energy orgasm on its own doesn't have to involve touching
1: genitals Susan Bratton, any other comments on that? Well, wait, before we get Susan back, if, if Susan wants to come, there's also the super O, right, that people talk about with prostate orgasms. Have you heard of this? On one of our shows, we talked about the super O. And now I really think that that's incredible, but there's no hierarchy of orgasm. I think multiple orgasms are great if, if you can achieve that. But remember that there, I I believe there's there's no... Uh, if you're, Pleasure is pleasure. So if you're able to achieve an orgasm in a specific way... Then, then pat yourself on the back or the cock or the butt and say, "Great, that was awesome that that happened." So great question. It's multi-layered, and th- we could always go on, but we only have thirty minutes. We Ooh. don't even have thirty minutes left.
0: And just more for the super O involving prostates, the Aneros booth. Go there, find Forrest Andrews. I think he might be presenting, or maybe he was presenting earlier. Um, but he's the person that guested on our show talking about the Aneros products, and he knows a lot about. Super-O prostate orgasms. More questions?
1: Okay, yeah. we, have, we have time for one oh, or looks, two more. Oh, oh, oh wait. Yes, we're, behind, okay. Okay. So oh. you might have to come closer because our cord <laughs> won't stretch.
0: I have a question. So for those of us that are married or in longer-term relationships, sometimes the sex drives don't necessarily always match up, um, even depending on the day. But also you mentioned, like, trauma and people dealing with high stress levels and things. So I was just curious what your general advice is for those situations, or if you have any. Brilliant question, and um, I'll open this up. Can anyone in this room relate to that question at all? Anyone? anyone, Yeah, oh, yeah, there's some hands. Yep, okay. So, so, so common uh, for uh, anyone in a relationship, whether it's a new relationship or a long-term relationship, to have moments or long-time periods of mismatched desire or libido or just interests, right? Like, I'm into this thing, and you're into this thing because uh, we're taking two plus minds bodies and needs into account so that's just a normal natural thing to encounter at some point in your life and I think that we live in a society that doesn't really embrace that we're like we should always be into this or we always be matched which isn't the case um, so I you should stop shooting yourself stop shooting yourself that's Not in shitting, our book too shitting, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's in our book as well. And we'll, at the end, we'll share a little more about our book. Um, th- what comes to mind for me, and I'm sure April has plenty of other lovely things to say about that, is, uh, and this isn't mine, right? There's so much research on this, and I will bring in our uh, our girl crush, Esther Perel. We have not met her yet, but I'm, and I'm painfully straight, but I'm pretty sure I would try to make out with her or something if was consensual, because she's fucking amazing. You just uh, want to kiss her brain, really. Exactly, yes, yes. through her lips. Uh, so... <laughs> If it's consensual. Uh, but so she talks about curiosity. You know, this this idea that when we're in long-term relationships or or whatever your definition, I, I define that as a, a year plus. Uh, and people kind of stop getting curious about the other person. You know, it's like, oh, I know what you like in the bedroom. So like this thing, I'll just do the same thing again. And and just even outside of the bedroom, like I know who you are or what you're into in your hobbies and in your interests in the world. But instead, what if we went about it with constant curiosity every day? Who are you today? What are you into today? And what are you into now? Because it might be very different from yesterday. Like, if you ask me who I was as a sexual being, what I was into, all the things, who I was two years ago, it's very different. A year ago, it's pretty different. Five days ago, it's pretty different. I keep changing. I know. I'm a wild card. Uh, But I think if we can bring in that curiosity and also creativity... Right, like let's get creative about how we can spark some variation of newness. And I don't think it just has to be in the bedroom. Like, let's let's create the newness outside of the bedroom and then it carries over into the bedroom. And I'm not saying that's a perfect remedy for all all our our desires are gonna be matched now. It's just a, a way of meeting each other and seeing what's on the table now because we know that we're different now than we were before and so what's here now and doing that every day
1: or as much as possible. Beautiful, Amy. I'm gonna make my real short. Your shame and your trauma doesn't define who you are as a sexual being. Remember that always and everything is workable and you have the power to have whatever sex life you can ever imagine. Mic drop, no, I won't do that because that'll hurt your ears. Who has any more questions for us? I would love to hear from more of you. Oh, I oh, yes. love that you oh, always
0: have questions. Come ask your questions. This is kind of opposite of that question, but you are so good and bubbly and talking to people. For those of us who maybe struggle with social interactions but want to go to sex parties, Ooh. how do you get the party started with people when you maybe need more conversation? Or just in general, take
1: that question wherever you will.
0: hmm so everyone, just wanna can I out your name? Yeah. Okay, cool. Whyo Lee from Sex Stories, the podcast. Go listen to it. It's a wonderful podcast. Uh, and so, okay, I want to because I I actually got a little confused with the question. Just just to reiterate. So if if social interaction is hard, how do you go and have conversations with people? Like at, at sex parties. parties. Yeah, yeah. At sex, at sex parties. parties. Okay. Parties. How do you get the sexy part? Okay. Um. I th- so I think that we all have different ways of connecting, right? Like some of us are talkers. Uh, April and I, lots of blah, 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 right? You and I, blah, blah, blah. Can you tell? We
1: I think I'm a good listener. I do 80-20. Oh, she's a great
0: listener. She's fabulous. Uh, it's true. Uh, and so I think for some people, talking is easy. And so f- for me, right, like talking one-on-one with someone I know really well, very comfortable. Talking one-on-one with a stranger, I'm freaking the fuck out inside. Whether we're naked or not, I don't care. At the trade show floor, right, if you talk to me out there, I'm probably be like, if I don't know you, i am like, but I'll seem like I'm okay, but I'm probably not. Uh, I'm okay. It's just I get um, I get social anxiety. Uh, and I do better with more group stuff. Uh, does it, anyone
1: else ever get socially anxious? I, I do oh, all yeah. the time. All the time. Yeah, I have no like, idea.
0: And as, does anyone get it as you get older, too? You're like, holy shit, I just want to be a hermit more and more. <laughs> People are scary. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think... So, What comes to mind for me would be, uh, one, it doesn't always have to be about talking, right? Not necessarily touch, but there's different ways that we talk and connect with people. So if I think of sex party environments, right? I'm not saying, like, oh, if talking is uncomfortable, just touch people because that's not cool (laughs) unless they've consented to that. But what if you outed that to people? You know, if you're there and you're just being raw and honest, like, hey, I want to connect with you, but I'm I'm like, I'm feeling a little nervous right now, but I want to connect. I would find that kind of cute. I'd be like, oh, Look, And I also, I would feel safer because you were just being real with me. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm nervous, too. Or like, oh, I'm not nervous, but thank you for sharing that with me. And if they didn't, they were like, why aren't you so comfortable? Well, then maybe don't talk to those people. Uh, but there's something about, like, outing it. And then once you get to the part of, like, being able to be intimate, maybe word, less words. Maybe it's more touch, more kinesthetic. What
1: about you, Chip? I love that. Identify the elephant in the room before any right? That's just there. You're like, hey, I'm uncomfortable, but I really, I dig your style. I I like the way your hair looks tonight when you're at a sex party specifically or if you're at a bar or something, right? But I think confidence is key, like, Remember that, that there was a saying that's like, fake it until you make it. And we're not talking about orgasms, right?
0: No. Uh,
1: but if you have the confidence and you just go in and say, hey, there's always a fear of rejection. That can be really hard. And I'm terrified of rejection. And I know a lot of folks aren't, aren't the same. And so just kind of faking it until you, you make it. And maybe it's one person that you see at the sex party and then you... Maybe they didn't reciprocate when you came up and asked them uh, to. I don't know. What, what do you ask people at sex parties? A lot do of Do you want to sure. bang? Yeah, and just kidding. That's like, not what no.
0: like I usually ask people. No.
1: I, yeah, is that what is that what you do? <laughs> no, I
0: do not. I'm kidding. No, I do not. Just go say. What. I would. You, I would go up to someone. Nine and shoes. And be, want to I fuck? Would be... Is that does that work? <laughs> no, I would do that with you because I know you like shoes. But no, I'd be, be curious about. So I would, like. I, I think people want to want to see that you're curious about who they are as a whole person for the most part before it's just like let show me your dick you know or like put your pussy on my face or whatever right like they want to see not everyone but a lot of people i think are want to see like okay you see me as a whole being and therefore now i can feel connected or open up to you even if it's only for a half an hour in time um so i would just like the way i talk to a new friend right like hey what's your name wait, wait do you come here often Actually, that might apply to a sex party, right? Like, how how many sex parties have you been to? Maybe
1: there's some one-liners out there that you could kind of have rehearsed, like almost a script. Yeah, scripts. That are funny, because I think laughter is is the best medicine besides sex for me, and Mm. uh, making people laugh. But if that's not your game, you want to be serious and sensual, you could be like you know, embrace your inner Susan Bratton. Like, hey, here we, go. We, do, we know that Susan Bratton is
0: okay with us doing this. Yeah, so she if she is, did she, not consent, but she consented, she consented like five years that. ago. I <laughs> think
1: that's a great question. And that also takes person to person, right? We're all different, unique individual human beings. And some people might not have uh, the confidence, but I think just, just faking that confidence. Yeah. I've done that so many times. I'm like, I'm way out of my element. I'm fucking out of my element, but I fake it with, you know, with confidence. Like, But I get the dry mouth. I have it right now. So it's clear that I'm nervous. (laughs) Oh, we
0: have one more question. This is our last question.
2: Because I don't know what is next, but we don't want to get in troubles. All right. The uh, young lady who mentioned about the sex parties, I I got triggered, so I have to comment about this. This is not so much a a question as it is uh, your thoughts on this situation, okay? So a lady friend of mine, an acquaintance, invited me to this sex party, okay? So I went... And it was a very awful experience, but there's a, there's a, there's a great ending to this story. I can't wait. I can't wait. So it was very, you know, it was just odd. And she felt sorry for because I came as a single male and all these uh, couples or whatever. And it's so like, you know, you're an alien as a single man. You're pathetic. You're a moron. Please leave. Okay, fine. So uh, I didn't stay all the hours and I left and the hostess uh, said, uh, you know, uh, sir, brother, but you know, you're more than welcome to come next time, whatever. So I said, it's not your fault, you know, whatever. So four weeks later, I, I called her and I said, can I bring a good friend of mine? Now, this particular lady, friend of mine, she's very sexually open and all that stuff. She looks like a supermodel. So her and I go to this same place four weeks later. These same women, these same men, these same. Men. And it's as if I had been cleared by the FBI and the CIA. <laughs> and I was this alien that was coming to save every human being on Earth. It, it's just... And there was, the part that really upset me was there was no self-awareness at all that I just met you, 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 and you just four weeks earlier. And the other thing, too, was that my lady friend was Sam. Nobody's allowed to they can watch. With the but all these women were foaming at the mouth to touch me. These are the same women who thought I was the most despicable human being four weeks ago and should be evicted from the room. And it, you just say to yourself, okay. So that was a real teaching moment for me. I said to myself, Sam, this is an example of what they call social proof. Women assume that every man who's single is generally a moron and in that case. the minute you put that guy with a beautiful woman cleared by the FBI, <laughs> cleared by the CIA, good to go. He's credible. He must be a decent human being, high-value male. and he's the same human being that he wanted to present to you for you to evaluate him yourself, and you, choose not, you chose not to. It's, it's so distorted. Mm-hmm. Your response, please. <laughs>
1: Uh, thank you for that question, and that's what I think. Let's change that right now, right? I, I, I've i left that idea a long time ago that uh, who, who you are is is who you are, and I, I don't ever judge people on uh, the fact that they're hanging out with supermodels. Like, who gives a fuck, right? People are beautiful. I'd be more intimidated and be like, that looks scary. Yeah. There. She's so fine. And that's the, thing. <laughs> like the non-judgmental part, like if we can all be a little bit more open to the humans, it's like the not yucking the yum, which we've heard a lot from other sex educators, but... Like don't ever assume anything. I walked on on Hollywood Boulevard and uh, people asking me for money. I never assume anything. I'll stop and be like, "Yo, what's up?" Like, you because they're like, "I have a question for you," and I was like, "What's what's your question?" And if it's like, "Do you have any cash?" I'm like, "I do not," but I hope you have a beautiful day, right? I don't make any assumptions. I don't know if that person is like what they're what they're. I think that you can take that mentality into the world, into sex parties, to whatever. Or maybe you just, uh, you get your uh, note from, a, from the book and, and just hang out with a bunch of supermodels if that's going to make you feel better.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, the, and then there's this idea that, okay, if you're, a, if you're a, a man, whether you're single or not, but you're alone, you know, like you're just by yourself, and, you know, and we are women, you must want to fuck me. You know, you must want, you must be after me, you must be trying, we can't just be friends, we can't just be trying to talk. Or if you want to fuck me, you're creepy, right? Like, I mean, I I like the idea that, what, like, people are interested in either getting to know me, or maybe they want to fuck me, but they're, like, being respectful of that. But, so, but to treat you like you're any different and not worthy of... Um, me just being curious about who you are, like April said, not making assumptions about you are based on, just in, and just going to that place. And I think that, I mean, that is that is a real thing. Um, and there's so much more we could say about that, but we don't have a lot of time for that one. And I think with what April said, like the assumptions that we make, um, you know, ageism is a real thing. It is, it's it's definitely a real thing. Uh, and also it's various forms of sexism and, uh, and it comes in all different levels, but yes, uh, penis-owning folks all, do get singled out for being the too creepy guy or the not creepy enough guy, right? Like, where do you fall in the middle of that? I have plenty of clients that are like, I want to be able to be a really sexual person, but I don't want to be too much. Uh, and so they don't know how to, how to show that and how to be out there in the world. And in those, ex- sorry, I moved my mic away, experiences like that, generally not for you because you still went out you're like, well, I still had a great time later, but like, it'll shut a lot of people down. They won't, they won't go back out. They won't go and be that person. And that's unfortunate. So like April said, if we can all uh, leave this space trying to be more curious about people and not just making up stories very quickly and falling into that, we can maybe uh, start with making the world a better place.
1: And we have to wrap it up. But one more really important question. Is it true if you don't use it, you lose it? <laughs> Sometimes, but I can always get it back. Okay, good. Except okay. for, well, some
0: things I can't. I'm really but, you thankful, know, grateful yeah. to hear yeah. that.
1: Thank you all yeah. for listening to this live podcast and, and asking with- questions. And we are almost going to be off the air. However, we are doing a book signing right there in that room, the big room with all the booths. If you go in from where we are right now and take a left, you'll see us. Uh, we have fake little heads of us there right now. They're they hold, holding down the booth. They're holding down the booth, uh, but we would love to see you. We have books you can buy, and we'll be there for um, a while. So come and hang out with us, and thank you. And yes. To, yes, anything you And else if you, and if you haven't uh, read or you don't know about Shameless
0: Sex, the book, just so you know, and we have a podcast you can find on all the apps, Shameless Sex. It's free. Uh, and we wrote a book. We spent two years writing this book, and the book is different from our podcast in that it is a not a choose-your-own-adventure book because that is trademarked and we don't want to get sued. It's a choose-your-own-pleasure-path nonfiction book to figure out who you are as an awesome, unique sexual being, whether it's uh, you're a single person or in relationships, and we will have books for sale there. We're happy to sign them and give you hugs consensually if you're into it. And so we have stickers, and we'll be here tomorrow at 4ish, 3.40, teaching oral sex for everybody or something like that.
1: Yes, and to all of our (laughs) listeners out there that aren't in this room, if you uh, are in L.A., come see us at Vibe Expo tomorrow in Hollywood. And uh, we'll see you next time, y'all. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com.
0: And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, go to purepleasureshop.com.